More than 60 years ago, a business owner on Whidbey Island took extraordinary steps to save a one-of-a-kind artifact from World War II. Now, his granddaughters working to preserve this artifact and make it more accessible and even visible. Our resident historian Felix Bennell jumped into his history mobile and went to Oak Harbor <laughs> to get the story. Felix is brought to you by Lake Washington Windows and Doors. Uh, that history mobile, boy, I need to get an upgrade on that one. Um, now, the song we heard at the top this uh, this uh, this piece was number one this week on Valentine's Day, nineteen forty three. It's Helen Forrest singing with the Harry James Orchestra from the hit film Springtime in the Rockies. We'll have more on that in a minute. Now, I just learned about the story over the weekend. I met up yesterday with Sarah Shocked. Outside a complex of commercial properties she owns in Oak Harbor, she calls it the Allgaier Project after her grandparents, John and Myrtle Allgaier. She lives in Seattle, but she grew up in Oak Harbor, and her roots there run deep. We're standing on Pioneer Way, which is the main street in downtown Oak Harbor, and the historic part of Oak Harbor on the waterfront. We're going to go into one of my two buildings at the Allgaier Project and take a look at the hallway where the protected mural is. So this World War II artifact is a mural inside this old building, and the building dates to 1905. It was one of the first auto shops on Whidbey Island. But since 1942, when the air station first opened, Oak Harbor has been a Navy town. And in 1942, that old auto shop building became a USO club for sailors, a place to dance and hang out. And sometime in 1944, one of the sailors from the base, a 19-year-old radio operator from Swanton, Ohio, named Frank Griffin, painted a dramatic aerial and naval battle scene on the back wall of the club. So there's about a 25 by 12 historic World War II mural depicting the U.S. Navy, based out of NAS Whidbey, downing Nazi planes and Nazi subs. Looks like around the Puget Sound, there's mountains and water and smoking, (laughs) sinking Nazi subs. Uh, And it's a pretty vibrant mural based on the historic photography that we have access to through, through records. And yeah, my grandfather put this drywall up, I think gapped, to protect the mural from getting scraped up as this building transitioned to a series of retail spaces. So does that make sense? The mural's actually not visible. I spent four hours on the road yesterday to go look at a piece of drywall. (laughs) Well, that's the very thing that you do. That's how you make your living. Exactly. That's what I know. That's what I feel like. Yeah, that's what it feels right. So Sarah Schock believes her grandfather intentionally built a wall in front of the mural probably 60 years ago when he converted the building into a clothing store run by his wife Myrtle Allgaier called the Casual House. And it wasn't a secret. He actually taped an old newspaper clipping of the mural and a note about its existence alerting anyone to what was behind that drywall. He clearly was trying to protect it. Mm -hmm. Now, I've tweeted out that only image of the mural that exists, and we'll have it at my Northwest. I sent a copy to you there, too, Dave. Did you get a chance to see it? I I did see it, yes. Very impressive. The Nazi part's fascinating. To have Nazis on a mural near the Pacific Ocean and not Japanese airplanes in 1944, that's still kind of a mystery. What's not a mystery is why the mural and the old USO club mean something to Sarah Schacht. Probably a better piece of information related to the mural is that at the USO club on Valentine's Day in 1943, he met my grandmother at a dance in this building, and he proposed three months later. And they spent 67 years together, including starting their business in this building. So I'm sure he had knowledge and appreciation and in a sense of the significance of the mural. Yeah, and I don't know if I had the craziest dream figured into Valentine's Day 1943, but it was the number one song in the week that Sarah Shock's grandparents met. 
Now, Sarah's grandparents passed away more than a decade ago, and she lost her mother recently, too. So it's really up to her to address some issues with that old family building. I know that I have to remodel this back part of the building to make sure that the heavy rains we get every year aren't causing a problem. I cannot keep mopping up water <laughs> every winter. So sometime in the next year, I've got to pop the end of this building off and put a fresh one on. That is the ideal time to explore what state the mural is in and how we could preserve it and maybe even move it because I've heard from structural engineers that I could remove this wall and still have a structurally sound building um, that I could replace it with something else would be fine so if I if I need to make those repairs and improvements to the building now would be the time yeah and then this is clearly important to Sarah I mean they're the outside of all the buildings she owns there in Oak Harbor are decorated with more recent murals and they commission artists all the time but her grandparents loom large in the approach she's taken to managing those properties. They were big-time community boosters in Oak Harbor for decades. But it's clearly bigger than that, too. I just think, like, it's such an interesting piece of Pacific Northwest and World War II history. And it, it also has this, this resonance right now in our world where I think folks are, are thinking about the fight between democracy and freedom and authoritarianism. And it's useful to be reminded of what, you know, our grandparents or great grandparents generation literally were inspired by. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, she promises this is not an Al Capone's vault kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and she's trying to get help figuring out what to do, how to best proceed, because she clearly needs to address some issues with the building and totally means to her that something, you know, it's very important to her family. One really cool thing is late last night, a good friend of the show, the talented researcher, Lee Corbin, um, he found these copies, old copies of this thing called the Prop Wash, which was the Whidbey Island uh, Naval Air Station newsletter. Oh, right. He found copies from 1944, and it shows at least one more mural in that club. This is like a, a European scene, so maybe, I don't know, it's, 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 there might have been a third mural, too. It's unclear if those two survived, but it's 99% certain that this thing is behind the wall, and sometime in the next year or so, it's going to be revealed. But I assume cool you will be there. I assume you will be there when this... Uh essentially oh, time I, capsule is open. We're, we're going to cover it live, Dave. Yeah, I, I, I had my crowbar with me yesterday. I offered to Sarah to get my oh, crowbar sure out of the did. car, but she, yeah. she said no. She needs, a pl she needs a clear plan of what to do once the thing is exposed because it's probably pretty fragile. And who knows, it might be damaged by water. We don't know, but yeah. it's cool that, that the family has preserved it for this long and that she's taken on this for the next generation. You know, they have these little uh, video scopes now. You can just drill a little hole in the wall and snake a scope see, down there and see what's there. If there's a listener who knows how to do that without destroying something, yeah, I'm sure Sarah would love to hear from him. Get in touch with me. I'll put you in touch with Sarah. We'll have all the information at My Northwest a little bit later this morning. Felix Bonnell, a resident historian. All of his efforts are on MyNorthwest.com.